Welcome to the Growth Enablement Madness Podcast, and I'm Jim Ward, your host, CEO of BrainCell, the growth enablement company. I'm absolutely mad about helping businesses grow and scale. And in this podcast, my team and I get a chance to talk shop with industry thought leaders about a variety of growth enablement strategies, stories, and technology trends. I'm happy that you're here, so let's get the growth conversation started. Welcome, folks. This is Jim Ward. I'm CEO of BrainCell, and welcome to the Growth Enablement Madness podcast, where we are absolutely mad about growth and scaling companies through the use of technologies and strategies, all that stuff. We have a great guest with us today, but before we introduce our guest, let me thank my co-conspirators, Sarah Reed. Sarah, say hi. Hi, everyone. That's it? That's all you got? That's it. Good to be here. Sarah, what do you do here? I'm the VP of marketing here at Braintel, so I head up awesome. our marketing team. Nice to meet you. Um, <laughs> nice to meet you, too. <laughs> awesome. And the other co-conspirator is Allie Lipman. Allie, say hi. Hi, everyone. Should I also Again, say- well, maybe, I, you know, if you didn't learn from the first one, I said, that's it. Well, all right. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm an account executive here at BrainCell. I help pair customers and their business strategies with growth enablement technologies in the customer experience realm. That includes CRM, marketing technologies, business intelligence, data, and customer service tools. And they're both really extreme experts. I'm lucky to have these folks around me. Very, very lucky. So if you get a chance, call in and talk to Allie, talk to Sarah. She's an expert in marketing, digital marketing. But today we have a terrific guest with us. Her name is Shruti Kapoor. And Shruti, you're president of Wingman or CEO? Yeah, I'm the CEO and founder of Wingman. Oh, you found it. I wonder where you found it. Where was it? That was a joke. We just, yeah, see, and by the way, just want to mention that the job of Allie and Sarah are to laugh at my not so funny dad jokes. But Trudy, if you want to laugh a lot, that's great too. We really appreciate it. So Trudy is okay. a CEO and founder of Wingman. Tell us a little bit about Wingman because we are your partner. And I, early on, I thought this was a very unique company, which is why we brought you into the portfolio. But tell us about the company and what it does. Absolutely. I like to say that we're in the business of helping salespeople do their best work. What we really do is we actually look at every sales interaction and use AI to break it up into understanding what is going well, what is really working. So that includes like, you know, recording your phone calls for sales, recording your video meetings, looking at all of your emails and then kind of dissecting it to say, hey, this is helping me close more deals. These are some of the reps who are doing really well. Why are they doing well? What are they doing differently from the rest of the pack? Uh, And then more importantly, and all of us know that, right? We suffer from having too much data and information today because, you know, your CRMs are automatically enriched and there's just like a bunch of stuff coming in. The idea is not to just put that in another beautiful looking dashboard, but to help people take action on that. So we actually break up all of these insights into small nudges and tell people what they could be doing better at the time when they could actually use the nudges. So I like to say it's like we don't just help people do postmortems. We actually help them do surgery so they can save lives or in this case, deals. Yeah. No, that's an excellent example. I'm going to step back for a second and talk about the phrase growth enablement. Because after you tell me what Wingman does, it rings or resonates for me around our definition of growth enablement. But what is, I just blurred that, I like growth enablement. I should have said that more articulately. What does, I've been noticing that lately, by the way, I'm, I'm mumbling, must be age. Anyways, what does growth enablement mean to you, Shruti? 
Yeah. So, I mean, you literally break that up into saying, what are the different components of growth and like, how do I enable the different parts of it and how do I scale that up? Right. So for me, of course, you know, and we have Sarah here, so I'm sure she looks at it from a marketing perspective. And that is about saying, how do I scale up the fact that I want good repeatable copy that helps my target audience connect with my offering, right? And then, of course, from a sales perspective, you think of growth enablement as saying, hey, how do I help each of my sales rep get to more ACV or more deals that are closed, more quota that they attain, right? And of course, you know, the third part of it is the engine that feeds all of this, which is the product that you are trying to sell, right? Now, in all of this, the common thread really is the customer. And to me, the growth enablement is how can you enable each of these functions to have a much better understanding of what the customer wants? Because if you have that right, then you have a really virtuous cycle going there. Actually, for me, the Wingman journey started with that, right? Like what I was struggling with in my previous company was that it was really hard for me to get the voice of customer to other decision makers, whether that was marketing, that was product, and even other people in sales. And so for me, I think growth enablement really is how do you get all of your functions aligned to hearing what the customer has to say, and then being able to deliver on that promise. That's excellent. Of course, that's a lot of what we do here at BrainCell. But voice of customer, hearing voice of customer, being a really a truly inbound organization, understanding customer needs and requirements. I think that's awesome. I have looked at Wingman. One of the things I love about Wingman, and you're going to add to this, I'm sure, is that for me, it's like a football coach watching tapes. And it allows you the ability to listen to, well, read transcripts or listen to the recordings and see the recordings and be able to find elements that help you coach your sales staff to improve their conversations and be listening from a perspective of listening more, talking less. So maybe you can tell me a little bit about what does the Wingman product bring to a growth-focused business and what are your competitive differentiators in the marketplace? I know there's other products out there. Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, of course, the first part of what we bring to the business is the voice of customer by allowing them, you know, the ability to record, replay, and create what we'd like to call game tapes for calls, right? So people think of it as Netflix for sales teams. But the other part of it, and that is very unique to us, is saying that having all of this information is both powerful, but it can also be overwhelming, right? And the only way it begins to be useful is when you can act on that information. And helping make all of this intelligence actionable is what is very unique to Wingman, right? So we are not just recording your calls and giving you beautiful dashboards at the end of it. We are actually in real time looking at everything that's happening in the call and giving nudges to sales reps so that they could, based on all of the other data, they could take the right action in the moment, right? So today, one of the things that we do is while you're on the call, we'll actually tell the sales rep, hey, now you've been speaking for a really long time or you know, you're speaking too fast. Do you want to now you know, maybe change the tone, maybe ask a question? Because what we realized is that a lot of things that we do in sales calls are habits that have formed over a long period of time. And habits don't change overnight, right? So your sales manager or your coach comes in and they give you feedback once a month. And that's not going to help you change that habit. You actually need constant reminders to help you change that habit. So that's kind of where we differentiate ourselves. And the idea is, one, how can we enable the salesperson to take the right actions? And two, 
an important part of it is doing it with the right context in mind because we don't want somebody to know something and then have to apply it one day later. Ideally, you want to know something when you can actually apply it right there and then. So that's kind of where we stand apart from the rest of the pack. Yeah, that goes back to my analogy to football practice. It's a week-long practice for that one game, but you're getting constant feedback. It's immediate feedback, and that's how humans need to learn is because it's too late the next day. You've forgotten what it was you did. You need to have that immediate feedback. So that's awesome. And before we go on, I really wanted to ask, what do you think the next biggest investment that you're trying to accomplish within Wingman that might be new coming out? I'm, I'm unveiling something perhaps, and I'm going to be the first one to reveal this, but is there anything that you see new coming that you'd like to get into the product that's unique and fun? Yeah. So I think for us, I'm just wondering whether I should reveal this. Should I run a drum yeah. roll? Everybody, everybody <laughs> drum roll. Brrr. You guys remember Christian Vacation? Come on, just do it. <laughs> you got to reveal. You're here on the Growth Enablement Podcast where we're crazy. But anyways, Madness Podcast. I forgot my own name. Uh, go ahead. What's the reveal? Uh, so amidst all that madness, let's reveal. So what's coming up? So what we realized is just telling people what to do during their meeting is not the be it and end all. So what we are now going to roll out is helping people right after the call to act on their next step. So it's literally like you get off the call and you have like your action plan ready in front of you. And all you have to do is like it'll have the right calls to action. You click on it and it lets you take the action right from there. So you no longer need to kind of rely on your memory to say, hey, I know I promised to send them something, but I can't remember what it was. Uh, And then having to dig through like your calls and notes and everything to find that out. It's going to give you like your summary card of, hey, this is your game plan for this deal. Isn't that cool, guys? That is so cool. Very cool. especially for salespeople, right? Everybody who's listening, you heard it here first. This is the big reveal. And likely because of my journalistic capabilities, I've been able to get Shruti to uh, reveal these new things that nobody else knows about. Isn't that right, Shruti? Except for your internal team? Absolutely. Wow. That's unbelievable. All right. Well, let me take a look at your leadership style. So let's talk about your leadership in this world. What's your approach to promoting growth and scale at Wingman? What do you do to promote growth and scale? Yeah, so I think the most important thing with promoting growth and scale is allowing people within the team to grow and scale really well, because we are growing so fast, like we grew our team 5x last year, and it's important as we grow with that speed, each of the people are also able to scale themselves to the next role or to the next level that is required of them. And so kind of my secret sauce to telling people how they could scale up or how they could even understand what is required of them is to actually get external mentors that can help them with the coaching, with showing them what does their future look like in their new role. And of course, the second big thing is everybody in the organization, for them to be able to grow and understand what needs to happen, they should understand the voice of customers. Of course, everybody is a big user of Wingman, going back and listening to a bunch of calls, understanding what the customer wants so that they can be ahead of the curve. They don't need like the salesperson to come and tell them, hey, I think this is what the customer wants uh, for them to go and plan their own thing. So I think those are kind of my two hacks, essentially helping them see the future, both for their role and for the company and the market. Ali, as a person who is directly involved with the sales aspect of the business, you've been using Wingman, right? To listen? Yeah, I'm a daily user. Yep. Yeah. And we do do, we do do, <laughs> I said do do, sorry, everybody. We do <laughs> use game plans. 
We have folks putting in game uh, tapes, yeah. game tapes, game tapes. Yeah. go ahead and correct me there and Sarah on that game tapes. We do use those because it's great to have both. I think it's both important to have great conversations, but learn from bad conversations. So a game tape could be either one and seeing an example of, geez, what went right, what went wrong. So that's something we've been using internally. It's been a terrific tool for us. So tell me in your business, are you using data and AI and your decisions for your business right now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll give a few examples. And we are, of course, an AI company when it comes to the product. But when it comes to how do we run the business, we also constantly look at data to help make those decisions, right? So before we launch a feature, like the feature that we just kind of talked about. That we just told everybody about, that's a big reveal, you mean? Exactly. The big yes, reveal. that I uncovered. <laughs> so the way we would go about like even deciding which one we want to do is we would actually start seeding that in our conversations. And then we would go back and look at the data to say, hey, which is the one that people are talking most about, right? And then we would, of course, go back, listen to those snippets of the conversations, understand what got them excited, and do follow-up conversations, right? So that's just a very uh, specific example. But then overall, as a business, what we would also do is we would look at user behavior on the product to understand which parts of the product do people engage with the most? Where do they actually get stuck? What frustrates them? And then constantly iterate on those things. So we have something called like a bug squash that we do bi-weekly and where we try and use all of that data and insights to actually create a more delightful experience for the users. So there are several different aspects where we like to use the data. And of course, I know Sarah's here and marketing loves data of every sort. You know, you can't run a good demand gen team without knowing that. So yeah, we also have very detailed dashboards that help us track how our lead pipeline is going all the way along, what segments, what sources are working better, you know, slicing and dicing, all of that. So I think today, if you're not using data to some extent, you're flying blind. But I feel that a lot of times when people think about data, they just think about numbers. But there is also a lot of qualitative information that needs to go into the decision making. So yeah, we use both of those. Couldn't agree more. It's one of our fastest growing segments of our businesses, data science, data engineering, getting that data from various sources to become more predictive rather than siloed data. So we totally get it. And so if you were to put this data conversation into context, is there anything specific that it's helping your sales teams do to improve themselves or improve the sales effort? Yeah. So one of the things that we constantly do with our own sales team is understanding what are some of the blockers that are coming up and then using that information to create what we call battle cards on the product so that when they are on the next call and we've done a bunch of brainstorming around what we think is the right way to respond to some of those objections, then they have that talk track that shows up automatically, right? So that's one way in which the sales team uses data to just improve their performance. And what they find really exciting is that in the past, they would bring up these objections that they are facing. They would have all of these conversations, brainstorm on what's a good way to handle it. But then when the next time came along, right, very often they would just go back in their head to that automatic talk track they've been using all this while. But now it's much easier for them to experiment with new things because a cue card pops up and tells them, hey, why don't you talk about it in this way? And then they can quickly come back to the manager with feedback, did this land well, did this not? So they can iterate much more quickly. Otherwise, very often managers would come up with a new talk track and then they would just be waiting for somebody to give them feedback because nobody was even trying it out. That's very good. 
So if you were to share some thoughts based on your experience as a business leader, based on being CEO of Wingman, so other business leaders who are looking to grow and scale their business, what should be their focus points? Do you have some suggestions for the listeners out there? Yeah. So I think one important aspect of the way I think about growing a business is everybody is going to make mistakes, but you need to have a good way of helping people find like a version two of whatever it is that they're doing. And that needs to flow in with respect to how do you even think of a project on day one? If you don't think of a project on day one with the expectation that this is going to have a version two later, people are going to get very stuck with one, getting like the perfect thing on day one. And two, they're going to get, get very kind of stuck with their own idea of what they think is good rather than being open to experimenting, looking at data and iterating, right? So I think that's one important thing that I've learned through all of this. Like you're never going to know what is going to work, right? Of course, there are going to be instances where you don't have data, you'll have to go with the gut feel. But even in those instances, understand that you don't get tied to the decision that you're making on day one and you don't start using that as a proxy for you being right or your own ego. It's important to learn rather than to be right. Absolutely true. And the more you can wrap data around these decisions, the more it'll reduce your stress as a leader because the decisions feel less risky and they are less risky. So getting your appropriate predictive data in place and having scorecards for everything, numbers don't lie. And so if you have the numbers, I believe the business of my life, based on all the numbers that we're using today and providing for clients, is it really helped me to make more critical decisions with less risk. It's funny you mentioned scorecards. In fact, one of the features that I thought wasn't necessarily that important or maybe customers won't really like as much was the scorecards feature. So we allow managers to kind of score calls on the product. And I was surprised, like, when we launched scorecards and when even like during the pre-launch phase, we had so much excitement and so many managers writing about it. And that was one instance of me saying that, listen, none of us know what the customer wants. Like you sometimes just have to go with making sure that you collect the right information. So how is the scorecard applied in that instance? What we do is on the product, we have like a feature where you can create like a template of your scorecard to score reps on certain types of calls. So I was saying that that was a feature that we didn't think of as maybe being as exciting, but people really liked it. So you have to be open to getting data and getting feedback and using that. Yeah, it's so critical. And I think that's an important feature to have because it allows a number to be applied and then actually have a rubric and something to coach from. And when you coach, you don't want to be coaching on multiple things. You want to coach on the unique aspect of that person. If it was a football player and it was footwork at the offensive line, you want to coach that person. But if it was a receiver, it's going to be a different coaching. So having a rubric that indicates what to coach on is super important. So this brings us to our techtainment section where we're going to ask you some questions that you have no idea we are going to ask you. So it gets us to know you a little bit better and gets the audience to know you a little bit better as a person, a human. You are human, right? We didn't check that, did we, guys? We didn't check because she's involved with AI and stuff. So anyways. You should call this the Turing test. Exactly. I was going to put her through the Turing test. Yeah. yeah. And now we're going to do that in the future, in future episodes. I think I'm going to go first. Okay. All right. You're abandoned on a desert island. What three things would you want to have with you? Oh, that's a good one. Um, some device to get me water to drink, a Kindle, and a knife so that I could cut and eat some stuff around me. 
Is the Kindle any good without internet, though? Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah, worked for a little before. while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll need to well, be solar powered. But... So, I, I think one of the things I'd want is people. <laughs> three Can people? You? Yeah, three other Sarah, people. Sarah, Allie, and Trudy. <laughs> yeah, all together, right? That's awesome. Uh, that's a good answer. Anyways, okay, Sarah. Okay. I noticed you didn't say your children. <laughs> Well, I assumed I didn't have a choice about the pieces. Because uh, now, the well, now you got to take other care of other people. So that's not a lot of it. Yeah, right, you got to right. take care of yourself. Yeah. Be, be it's by the yourself. vacation, um, the desert island vacation. Right. Um, Actually, it's probably my, starting to sound good as Shruti. Oh, really? Desert island. days off. No work. No internet. Nothing. What is something people are always surprised to learn about you? Oh, another good one. Um, you can hear the music as if the I'm time thinking. is running out. Okay, I think a lot of people are surprised to hear that I actually did my graduate studies in life sciences and wanted to be a cancer researcher. Oh. Oh, interesting. Well, that doesn't actually surprise me, though, because you're in a very interesting field, which requires research, and but it's noble. It was very noble. That's a noble uh, effort. How did you yeah. go from that to, to this? Now. Yeah. How did you, how'd you flip to this? Oh, I want the origin story. <laughs> Yeah, so I I mean, I did my four years of undergrad. I spent a year after that doing research at that point in epidemiology. And I realized that I did not want to be stuck in a lab pipetting stuff and like tinkering with small little tubes for like 16 hours a day, which is what I was doing at that point. And I realized that there was like, there was some exciting stuff to think about, but a lot of it, like literally 99% of what you do is actually grunt work. And I decided that balance didn't didn't suit me. And then through some twists and turns, I basically decided to go into business, uh, did my MBA at the top university in India, and then went into finance and eventually decided that I really wanted to do startups. And I was really excited about technology. So that kind of led me into a fintech startup. And that's where I got introduced to doing like B2B sales. Absolutely was flabbergasted how little data people have to make the decisions. Everybody feels in control because they look at these beautiful, complex Salesforce dashboards, but the underlying data in most cases is like complete garbage. And yeah, that's that's kind of where I was like, you know, this makes no sense. People spend so much time and effort in designing these dashboards and implementing Salesforce, but nobody can really make good decisions with this. And so that's when I realized that you can't change human behavior. You can't get human beings to take like perfect notes. But what you can do is you can now leverage technology to help human beings take perfect notes. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> You know, it's funny you should say that because using Wingman has allowed me not to have to write the notes that I use. And I'm a left-hander. And so I can't read my own writing after I've written it. So um, it's really helpful. <laughs> it's been a tremendous uh, step forward. All right. So I have a question for you. Using just one word, name something that drives your success. So one word, name something that drives your success. Empathy. Empathy. What a great word. Yeah. Tell me about that. What does that mean to you? Yeah, so I think success in every context is so much about the people around you, whether that is in the business context, whether that's about your business, customers, or your employees, or if you're trying to hire people, or if you're trying to raise funds, right? Like it's always about understanding 
and listening to and understanding the motivation of the person on the other side. And I think if you can empathize with people, there is such a huge unfair advantage you have in making sure that you get what you want and you also give the other folks what they want. Yeah, and I think that also applies when you're dealing with your five-year-old kid, or at least that's been my only experience with dealing with kids, but I'm sure you might have different ones. Well, wouldn't empathy be a great thing for the whole world? More empathy. Hashtag more empathy. Before we depart, tell me, is there anything else you want to tell the audience about Wingman that you want to make sure that folks know about? Well, we already revealed one thing. Anything else on the roadmap or coming up next that you want to make sure folks know about on Wingman? There's actually a bunch of great stuff coming. I only spoke about what we are going to help people do after the call is over. There's also some really interesting stuff coming for what we'll allow people to do so that they can prepare for their calls much better. Because I know how much we all hate like getting into a call without knowing who else is going to be there. What are we talking about? What did we discuss the last time? There's some really good stuff coming there. But I think overall, if you believe that you want to proactively improve the behaviors in your sales teams, you should absolutely, absolutely be using Wingman. Otherwise, you're doing a massive injustice to your sales team. Yeah, and the part we play with Wingman, not only are we the partner for resell, but we also provide the services to set you up to learn how to use it in an optimized way because I'm a true believer in all technologies. It's great to automate, but you it doesn't always, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't have a strategy behind it, doesn't mean the automation will improve your situation. That's where we come in as brain cell. Well, listen, Shruti, can you tell the folks how they get a hold of you to ask questions? Yeah, absolutely. Of course, you can always reach out to Jim and he'll put you in touch. I am also pretty active on LinkedIn. You can find me if you search for Shruti Kapoor and Wingman. Great. Well, that's great. It was wonderful having you and this is a wonderful conversation. Thank you very much. And thanks to my trusty team, Sarah Reed and Allie Lippman again. Thank you both. Folks, you can hear these podcasts wherever podcasts are found on, where are they found? Spotify, iTunes, Audible, wherever you like to listen to your podcast. But also YouTube, right? Because we do the video on YouTube. Mm -hmm. YouTube. One of these days we'll do it on Twitch. I don't even know what Twitch is, but we should use it. I hear it all the time. We're going to start using TikTok too, right, Sarah? Mm -hmm. Jim's going to show everyone how to do the floss. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. All right. (laughs) Well, again, folks, uh, come back to hear us share the uh, podcast with your friends, your neighbors, your family. And we appreciate you listening to us today. And thank you, Shruti Kapoor of Wingman. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of Growth Enablement Madness Podcast. I also want to thank Divinio Podcast for this episode's production and distribution. Finally, thank you to Sam Ward for our musical introduction and outro. Be sure to check out all of our episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. New episodes are available monthly and cover all important topics for growing and scaling your business. Until next time, this is Jim Ward signing off. Let's grow. Let's grow.